inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Hello, good day, and welcome to Outlook. And guess what, Carrie? What? It is our hundredth episode. <laughs> Can you? I believe think we it? need one of those. We need one of those um, party horns. You know, the ones that you blow at New Year's Eve. <laughs> really obnoxious ones. <laughs> yeah, some way to sh- really show off the celebrations. But uh, maybe in post production, I'll add something in. I don't know. Yeah, I wish I had something here. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks again to Radio Western always for allowing us to or giving us this opportunity to host this show. It's been great. We've been doing it now for over two years, two and a half years almost since September of 2018. So it's quite the landmark to hit 100 episodes. And yeah, we're also now available. We weren't originally when we started, but now we're available as a podcast, which you can just search for Outlook on Radio Western on all podcast services. Or if you ever want to reach out to us, if you have any suggestions for guests, if you ever want to be on the show, any topics you want us to talk about, just anything. Or if you just want to say, hey, you can always email us at outlookonradiowestern at gmail.com. Yeah, and we're a little ways into 2021 now here. So we've hit our 100th episode. Yeah, and, last, uh, last episode of, of January. On, on Radio Western, so great way to start off the year. We've had some guests on already, and today we have another guest. Yeah, this one will be fun. Yeah, so today we have Sky Mundell. Hi, Sky. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Well, thank you very much, uh, Brian. It's a pleasure to be on uh, Outlook, and I've been listening to Outlook for quite a while, and yeah, you, you guys are doing a wonderful job with that show. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening, yes. and uh, we've wanted to have you on for a while, so I'm glad that we finally were able to work this out. And uh, yeah, I'm getting, yeah. excited for this. Yeah, me too. So wh- whereabouts are you calling in from today? Okay, so <clears throat> I guess we should, uh, I should start off um, by telling you a little bit about myself first. So for sure. I am from, um, I was actually born in Manaimo, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, I was born on February 15th, 1991. I was born with retinopathy of prematurity, which left me uh, blind. And um, unfortunately, um, and I also have, besides blindness, cerebral palsy um, with a bit of a limp in my, my left leg. Uh, plus hearing impairment as well. And um, I, upon being born, had to be put in an incubator. And I was in an incubator for uh, about six months or so. And I had to have, um, and I was really tiny. And when I was born, um, I had two parents who I was born to, and they couldn't look after me. And uh, they were both 17 years old. And so as a result of that, um, I was actually adapted 
and um, I'm still living with my adoptive mom and dad. And I've been living with them since uh, August of uh, 2000 uh, of 1991. So I've been okay. with them for almost 30 years now. Yeah, coming up on 30 years, I guess, eh? Yeah. Another thing I like is um, as well, the doctors uh, told my mom and dad, they said uh, he will never be able to walk or talk or do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doctors often say that and then <laughs> they get proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's great. Uh, so glad that we got to meet you. And um... yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you as well. Um, yeah. So did, did you have any siblings then growing up or was it just you and your parents? Okay, so um, that's a good question. So that's, um, um, yeah, I've had, um, uh, originally when I was born, I had uh, uh, one brother who I still have uh, and, two sis- and two sisters. But then during my lifetime, I had another sister coming to the family and uh, she was also adopted, but unfortunately, she's no longer with us. She couldn't eat or talk or anything. She couldn't walk or do anything. She only lived for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've had a uh, couple of siblings from my, my adopted family. And then I've had um, one sister and a half-sister from my birth family. So in total, I have... Um, if uh, Emily, which was the name of my um, sister, still alive, I would, I would probably have mm, maybe six, uh, maybe five sisters all together. Wow, yeah. Wow, I only have two, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think this is so great because, um, you know, this show is about all disabilities and the focus is on blindness, as Carrie and I are both blind, but it's so great to have someone on who um, also is, you know, does have some some hearing issues and has cerebral palsy and all these other things as well, because we want to talk about this stuff more. I think it's important to to be discussed, and it's just, it's 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 things that needs to get talked about more in society, so I, I just think that's so great, and... Um... Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. So what about school growing up? Well... Uh, yes, um, <clears throat> there's a long story about that. Um, yeah, so when I grew up, um, I actually, the first school that I went to was a preschool called Perks. And um, Perks at that time um, had a school for disabilities, but they also had a hearing classroom. Um, and this was a classroom specifically designed for folks that were hard of hearing. Okay. Right. And um, in that uh, in that school uh, perks, we did things like go swimming, and they had a pool there. They had a sensory room there, um, which uh, had lots of things to listen to, and um, they had um, you know lots of toys and. Really great staffers at Perks, uh, and there's so much to do um, at Perks. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the Perks, I got integrated into the regular school system. 
And that has had its ups and downs. Um, and I say that because uh, in kindergarten, up until middle school, I, uh, actually the first part of high school, I was integrated into the regular school system, uh, into the mainstream classroom. However, um, starting in sixth grade, I had an aide. Um, actually, I had several aides, but I had an aide that one of my aides um, worked with blind students, and um, she knew Braille. But what happened was when I got into grade 10 in high school, um, there was another student that was entering our district that was blind, and she needed to go and work with that student. Um, so I was left with an aide that knew nothing about Braille, mm. you know, knew nothing. Uh, and it took um, three years before the aide learned Braille. And by the time she was done, I was pretty much graduated. Too late. Um, yeah, you were already. I mean, it's yeah. never too late to learn yeah. Braille, but at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in my last couple of years in high school, I was also segregated into a into a disability resource program. You know, the, with with folks with disabilities, and uh, we did things like um, you know going swimming and all kinds of stuff. It was like a day program type of environment, um, and they wouldn't let me in the music program in high school. Uh, the A didn't want to, and um, there was no effort. Uh, at all and the classwork gun there was all um and there was a lot not a lot of um effort to push uh me into the mainstream after grade 10 i was pretty much segregated well it's quite the journey yeah yeah it's a little yeah. bit back and forth downs, yeah. like you said yeah. And that's the thing with integration into schools that we we talk about on this show that it's it's it has pros and cons for everyone and it works differently depending on the the, the help that you can get and the the aids and it just depends right so it's um yeah yeah that's you you know you're absolutely right about that and um, uh, even scores for the blind had their challenges and in fact if there had been a score for the blind um, it would have been a lot easier because I would have learned the skills plus I would have probably been integrated into the music program because um and the artists that I listen to the blind artists like Ronnie Nelsap, Ray Charles, George Sheeran, a lot of them got their education not from a mainstream situation but from a school for the blind situation and they were able to learn you know independent living skills and they were able to be integrated plus they worked with teachers who I think some of them were blind themselves actually <clears throat> but in the mainstream uh, system um, you know it's a hit and miss and mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's definitely unfortunate that you, you know, weren't in the in the music um class there at in high school because our listeners are going to find out soon um how much how much you love music and and uh there might be even some uh, a special surprise coming up for our listeners so we're looking forward to that but uh yeah. So do you so you read braille then? Yes, um yes, I read braille. I've read braille since I was uh, a little boy. Um 
it's pretty interesting because when I started learning Braille, um, my vision teacher at the time I uh, gotten some Braille books and um, I read the Braille, and now it's okay. But then a couple of years later, I got a Braille note taker called a Braillelite 18. And for those listeners who don't know what a Braillelite was, it was a note taker that was made by Blasey Engineering in the 1980s. And um, um, it had a Braille display on the bottom, and it had a Braille keyboard. And um, I, when I got that thing, I just fell in love because I was able to hear the voice as well as uh, read my Braille, and I could read it from the Braille display. Now, granted, I still read books, but I also read Braille from the Braille display as well, so I had a mixture as well. Uh, that's that's great. how I got, and that's what uh, got my love, got me started into the technology. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's for sure. Something to talk about with you. Yeah. yeah. Stuff stuff I don't know much about. Carrie, Carrie's not too into technology. Well, you are you you are because you like it. But at the same time, it's it's like everything, I guess it can be frustrating sometimes with technology when it's not working and stuff. But uh, same point, it's pretty amazing that we have these devices now with Braille and speech. And and uh, yeah, we're we're finishing off. Um, it's well, it was International Braille Day at the beginning of the month here in January, and then this is the last show mm-hmm. of January that we're airing. So it's great to talk about Braille, and it's just really awesome to hear that you uh, you do read Braille too, and um, it's one of those things that just so important to us here. So, yes, um, it definitely is important, and uh, and you know, one comment that I did want to make on the Braille show is not only is it important to learn Braille, but there are also students who are totally deaf and blind where Braille is their only median as well. For sure, yeah. And how about, how about Braille music? Do you, do you read that or no? Um, that's a good question. I tried learning Braille music. Um, uh, I tried learning Braille music, but I found it a struggle. Uh, and the struggling part that I found complicated is, let's say... Um, and for example, you had um, a note on the piano, like C, D, and E. Those are your scales. In Braille music, the letter D would be a C, E would be a D, and F would be an E. It's kind of it's kind of funny way of, of reading it. But uh, no, I didn't I didn't uh, get on really well with Braille music. Yeah, it's interesting how like. I don't know if you know why they do it that way, but um, I was always kind of curious too, because in high school, I, I briefly learned some Braille music, but just very basic. I wasn't very great at it either. Um, and I think, I believe like you, so you you would just play by ear. And that's how I've always played myself too. Um, oh. Braille music to me just, yeah, it just seemed like a, I don't know, just too much of a challenge. It's not like I couldn't do it, I guess, if I really wanted to, but the fact that I can play by ear, I just never really pursued it either, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Braille music is a challenge, and as well, there's all these weird symbols. It's difficult to explain, but there's weird symbols that uh, you know give what a note is a minor or a major or a diminished or a seventh or a flat or what have you. So it, it's definitely confusing. But um, there definitely are blind people out there who do read braille music. For oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, we've had we've had at least one on this show before um and it's it's one of those things that i would like to 
pursue a bit more one day, but I don't know if I will because I have the ears that work. So that's, yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about music in general and when you, your, your love for music, when you started getting into music and a little bit about, um, what instruments you play. Sure. Um, that's a good question. So, um, I started getting music, um, pretty much growing up, um, my parents um, had, or my dad had a Walkman. Um, and when I was little, I used to get frustrated and bang my head. And uh, that was because I couldn't communicate very well. And I was frustrated over things. So uh, my dad discovered that if he um, put the Walkman on me, it would calm me down. And he had tapes of, you know, the romantic coomers, because that's, um, really what generation my parents uh, were from when they were crooners and when rock mm. rock and roll was getting started. So dad had, you know, tapes of Johnny Mathis and Nat King Cole and he put them on for me and it would just calm me down. And that's, and, um, uh-huh. yeah, that's, that's uh, really what got my life into it. And then when I was about three years old, um, uh, we were at a shopping mall for something. I don't know what we were at the shopping mall for exactly, but uh, what happened was there was a piano there. Um, it was on a piano store that we have um, called Dade's Piano and Keyboard. And uh, there are or were a piano store in Victoria and they sold pianos, but they also sold keyboards. And, um, the um, keyboard had that they were playing had um, demo signs that they were playing, I guess, to demonstrate the keyboard. Uh, and I wanted a real piano. Um, so um, I pestered my dad and I told him I could play the piano and he said, no, you can't. Uh, you just mess around because at that time my grandmother bought me a Casio keyboard and it had, and it had um, a demo song. I believe it was called uh, just the, just the way you are by Billy Joel. I had one, I had a keyboard that had just the way you are um, as a demo song. And um, so I magged my dad and he made me a deal. And he said, if you learn how to play, Beethoven's Fair Elise, um, I'll buy you a, a real piano. And oh. so he ended up, um, so and I learned the song and he comes home from work and my man asks him, do you have uh, some money to spare? And he said, why? And he said, and she said, you gotta listen to it. And so I played for Elise and lo and behold, after that, they got me a real piano. But in all honesty, I didn't end up playing the real piano too much. And I would play it from time to time, but not a lot. But it was really when I was about 16, I think, when I really got into it. Because um, during the time that I was growing up, um, my mom and dad had tried me with several music teachers. And, um, you know, they had keyboards. They had pianos, but they were what we call electric pianos that had sounds right. and then or demo sounds. And what would happen is I'd always want to play along with the demo sounds. <laughs> and 
they were trying to teach me, you know, how to put my finger and stuff. And they didn't have patience for me because um, I would just mess around and they said, you know, say, I can't teach him. And there was one guy who my mom and dad took me to, and the same thing happened with him. Although um, after um, I won Vancouver Island's Got Talent, which was a talent competition, um, I got back with that same piano teacher that said he couldn't teach me, and I studied with him for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Wow, that's... That's great. I mean, like you said, if it didn't maybe didn't work out with him the first time, but it, then eventually you figure things out on your own a bit, and then you go back and you maybe get a few more techniques from him, and he can help out a little bit then. So, and it yeah. it also just really goes to show the the power of music, and you know we like to talk about music on this show any chance we get, and it's just, I mean, I know for me and Carrie too, um, it's just really been such a big part of my life, and it seems to be the same for you. It's just. Mm-hmm. No, so important. Sure. And we'd, yeah, love to, we'd love to talk um, a bit more about your Vancouver Island's Got Talent. Um, but we're curious, actually, here on the show, if you would be interested in uh, in playing something for us. Today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me turn on my piano, and I'll turn up the violin. Um, let me um, read the mic. I'll put it on the piano here. And I'll play with a song here. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna put the mic on the piano and I will sit down with the piano here. Okay, so the first song you're gonna hear is a Ira Gerswin and Berman Duke song called I Can't Get Started. And I, I usually like to start out with that type of song when I do piano practices. Not often, but sometimes I do. And it's because we all cannot get started. <laughs> Good right. place to start.
sounded great. Thank you. That was lovely, Sky. Yeah, just oh. so so relaxing for a for the afternoon here when we're recording this, and it's I don't know, like I've I've we've heard Sky play a few times, and it's just always it's always so nice, and uh, it's such a full yeah. sound, full sound on the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Always makes me happy to hear you play. Uh, I oh, thank you, Dan. Like it's it's a pleasure. I'm very happy to hear you say that, and yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, we heard some beautiful Christmas uh, music that you played there for the CFB a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's always nice every year. Yeah, and yeah. You, you played at the um, one of the conventions that we were at out in uh, in British Columbia back in 20, 2019, I guess it was. You, that's right. You played then as well, and that was also yes. amazing. Yes. So. Thank you. And also perfect to have that for on our hundredth episode. I think it's just nice to have some some music entertainment. It's the first time we've actually ever had live music on the show, so we're oh. yeah. honored to have you as a first live music, musician on the show. It's great. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So we got about a minute left before we take our midway show break. Um, for anyone who's just tuning in, you are listening to Outlook here today on Radio Western. We are speaking with Sky Mundell calling in from British Columbia and just an amazing musician if you hopefully you caught that last song if you missed it he will be playing at least one more in the second half so I know Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking forward to that (laughs) yeah and I can ask everybody here about perfect pitch (laughs) yeah it's a it's come up recently on our show and that's that's um you have perfect pitch is that correct Sky that's that's totally correct yeah. No. Oh, what do you know? So does Brian. <laughs> that's that's totally correct. Um, I do. Um, yeah, and it's enabled me to. The perfect pitch has enabled me to do lots of uh, good things. Because um, the way I play music is I play um, by ear, so I don't mean play music or anything. I I just play by ear. Right, that's the that's the thing when I think perfect pitch is a you know when you can it helps a lot to play by ear if you have perfect pitch because then you can really figure things out on your own and yeah you don't really need the 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 music to follow. We're gonna take a quick break here on Outlook. We're speaking with Sky Mundell and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Outlook on 94.9. We are here to, uh, talking to Sky Mundell on our 100th episode. And we really appreciate having Sky here playing some music and talking about some his life with us on our 100th episode. Right, Pra? Yeah, yep. this, is, this is awesome and fantastic to have the entertainment. If you missed, if you missed it before the break, Sky played a fantastic song. And uh, we'll have at least one more coming up a bit later. So stay tuned. But I was I was talking about perfect pitch, so that is nice that you two have something in common. <laughs> yeah, when did yeah. you did you when did you hear about that term perfect pitch sky, or when did you realize you had perfect pitch? Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I honestly uh, can't remember um, when I realized that I had perfect pitch, um, and I guess when I started playing. Um, gotten serious about playing uh, when I was sixteen. I um, um, I um, 
I kind of realized that I had the uh, perfect pitch because um, uh, what got me um, seriously playing, now I told you about the piano teachers already that went teaching, but I didn't, I didn't tell you about what, what family motivated me to play. Uh, when I was 16, I had a piano teacher and he, and his teaching was different and uh, he knew that I couldn't, um, um, that I was um, pretty good at listening by ear and stuff. And so he introduced me to a, a uh, blind musician uh, from England named George Sheeran, and he got me a George Sheeran CD, and um, that's what motivated me to start getting serious about, you know, playing the piano. Hmm, yeah, I've never heard of him. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, he, I have to look it up, look him up yeah, sometime. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was, um, he's a really interesting guy. He was born in London in 1919, and he, he got his education in England, at a school for the blind, which I actually visited when one time when we were on vacation in England. Oh, um, nice. I didn't get to go inside it, but but we saw the outside of it. it it's it's a beautiful place. It's called Linden Lads School for the Blind, and oh. it, it was and still is a residential school for the blind uh, in England. But it now caters to people who are not only blind, but also um, with other disabilities as well. So a bit earlier, right before you uh, you performed that lovely song, you'd mentioned um, Vancouver Island's Got Talent. Uh, if you could talk a little bit about that. I, I heard heard you were a winner of that back in 2011. Absolutely. So um, I guess um, I don't know when... The history of Vancouver Island got turned when it started, but I will tell you that it, it was in 2010 when um, I'm trying to remember how we heard about it. And I think it was from a newspaper advertisement. Uh, I don't know if it was the news or what it was, but we heard about this audition um, of... Um, a new talent show, whatever you want to call it, called Vancouver and Scott Talent. And they were um, doing an audition uh, in the mall. And um, I was, you know, talking about, you know, because at that time I was looking up becoming a recording engineer full time. I didn't really have any other application, uh, application in mind other than being a recording engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I wanted to get into the music industry and play sun rolling, whether it be a musician or engineer or whatever. And uh, so so uh, my mom and dad told me that it would be it's very hard uh, to get into the music industry uh, these days because things are changing yeah, uh, rapidly. It is. Yeah, it is <laughs> so so um, they suggested if you really want to give it a try why don't you enter this competition? And so I entered into the competition and um, I played a song and um, I basically uh, just climbed through the ranks and there were a number of shows, a number of judges made my comment, 
made some comments. One of the judges actually, believe it or not, was a, a husband, uh, uh, a wife, excuse me, of a very well-known producer named David Foster, uh, named B.J. Cook. Oh wow! Yeah, I've heard I've heard the name David Foster before. Yeah, and she she, she was on, you know, uh, she was very impressed by it, and she made comments. Uh, she even suggested <laughs> you should get an agent, Sky. You should get an agent. Um, <laughs> wow, big time. <laughs> And stuff, but um, but uh, at that time when the competition was on, I was going through university, uh, so I couldn't just drop out, you know, mm. and just do this full time, even if I wanted to, because mm. I had schoolwork to do. But anyway, I went through the whole competition, and then it was in 2011 when I went in for the last time, and I won. And uh, the winner of the competition um, won a free sound demo CD recorded at a professional recording studio in Victoria. Nice. Um, a trip to Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, to play in uh, Planet Hollywood. Wow. Also, um, a, um, a website. Social media presence, um, uh, photography as well. Photography for the out for the pre-sign demo CD. Right. Um, so um, after winning Vancouver and Scott Talent, I did the photography and did the sign demo. Only it turned out to be a twelve-song album instead of a pre-sign demo CD because. Uh, the fact that I had the recording equipment to record some of it at home and some of it in the studio. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and I took the trip over to Vegas uh, in April of 2011 and played at ha- Planet Hollywood and um, met a really, um, really well-known local musician in Las Vegas that is that is well known in Las Vegas, named David Osborne, and I uh, got to hang out with him. It's really neat because he, uh, David Osborne, was a musician and he played for all the US presidents, every single US president, from Jimmy Carter to Ronnie Reagan to the two Bushes to Obama uh, oh. to Trump, to Trump, now to Trump, I presume. And mm-hmm. Maybe to Biden. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that yeah. must have been quite the experience. Um, I've never yeah. been to Las Vegas, and it seems like quite the yeah. place. And Planet Hollywood oh, yes. is, a, is a big, oh, yes. big spot. So. Oh, yes. Las Vegas is wonderful. They have restaurants everywhere. They have shows that you can go. Uh, for example, uh, when we went to Vegas, I took my friend and my aide, who I was working with at the time, um, and... Uh, he, uh, he and another guy that came on the trip uh, went to the Beatles show called Love. And um, it was our songs about the Beatles. And my dad and I went and saw the Rat Pack, um, uh, you know, the Rat Pack impersonators, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Lighton, Sandy Davis Sr., those guys. Mm. And there was a um, Nevada talent agency that was going to represent me but we didn't end up signing the contract um, with the Nevada Talent Agency because it would have meant that I would have had to 
at these shows all the time. And also, um, I was going through school and I couldn't um, drop out, you know, just to do that. Yeah, it's it's amazing, A, to see the opportunities that come out of, you know, winning that, that contest and then being able to go to Vegas and get offers there. And that's just one of those things that it's, it's a it's a tricky industry too because you do if you really want to get into it you have to sometimes move to places and it's it's big decisions to make and like you said you were at in school at the time and it just you know mm. it's probably a lot to think about at that time but uh yeah congrats on that that's just, that's just such an accomplishment and um oh i think oh thank you that's amazing so what about another song what do you think oh um how about uh, another song that i like to play by Joan Khan called All the Things You Are. And that's one of the songs I like to play. Great. Sounds great. Can't wait.
Well, there you go. Thank you very you much, go. Sky. Thanks You're so welcome. Sky, that was Sky Mundell here today on Outlook on Radio Western performing... What was the title of that one again? Uh, all the Things You Are. That's uh, Jerome Kahn, um, uh, written, I believe, in the 1940s. Wow. Nice. Yeah, and I was just thinking, listening to you play, that, that we can connect with you all across the country here through technology and how cool that is. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat how you can play live like this right through the right through we're using Zoom here today and uh, it's just great how yeah you can be across the country like you are and still playing live for us right in this moment that we're recording this um and it's just yeah it's so amazing what technology yeah. can do <laughs> for sure so what has technology been for you in your life has it been part of your your work that you do and use it um, every day yeah well we should we should talk about my technology experience so for sure um yeah so I got into technology at a very young age. Um, my first technology that I ever used uh, that I ever got introduced to it was when my dad um, took me into his office and he taught me how to use his computer. And at that time, it was a Windows 3.1 computer with a program that came with the Creative Lab sound card. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know what a sound card is, a sound card is used to generate sounds from the computer. Um, and it is a card that sits in the computer. And at that time, um, the cards that he had were from created lads uh, in this computer. And one of the things that it had on it was a program called Text Assist. And Text Assist had um, a synthesizer in the program called Deck Talk. And um, my dad um, used the demo songs um, of the Deck Talk to make it sing. And he would change the words to make up funny words. Oh. And the computer would say things like, maybe Sky will sing so often been ill. <laughs> and oh. Uh, it, it, was, it was so good, and I really enjoyed uh, that. It made me uh, giggle that the duck talk singing did. Um, then, when I got into into school, I um, got into um, the technology in the school. I started out with a Boilite eighteen made right. by Blazy Engineering, and uh, that helped me out. Then I got into the computer stuff, like the screen reader. Started out using and growing up with Jazz. Right, um, as, like every, as we did too, yeah, back in the 90s. And Yeah, yeah, started out using Jazz. And then around about, um, and um, it was kind of interesting because when I was growing up uh, using the technology, um, I had no training in it whatsoever, so I had to teach myself all of it. And so I signed up by using the jazz uh, basic training tapes um, produced by Hunter Joyce. Yeah, I remember that those time. too. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I started out on jazz 3.5, by the way. And, um, and another um, thing that I was taught with technology was I used to listen to a show um, for the blind hosted by Jonathan Rosen 
called Main Menu. And Main Menu was a technology show that was on ACB Radio, which was a radio station for the blind. Right. And uh, that's, and uh, I really liked how Jonathan did it because uh, there were two things that I really liked about what he did. First of all, in, in his reviews, he was very full and he would point out, uh, he wouldn't, you know, trash a product. He would point out where the product was fallen short. So, um, you know, say, for example, he was doing, for example, if you have, uh, say, Window Eyes, so, which was a competitor to Jazz from what used to be GW Micro. It's no longer around. Right. Well, he would point out not only the stunts, but he would point out the weaknesses. And he would... Um, and another thing that we liked about him was how uh, main menu under him would do good quality investigative journalism. And one of my favorite, uh, one of the ones I remember hearing about was when they when main menu first started, Freedom Scientific um, was being formed, and it was an imagination of Hannah Joyce. Blazy and Arkenstone, and uh, there were concerns about this merger and what that might mean, and uh, there were employment practices that were not particularly good for blind um, customers as well. Mm-hmm. And so he would do these investigative pieces and ask difficult and probing questions. And I think that's one of the things I really lament too about blindness coverage is these days is there's not really enough good quality investigative journalism going on these days as there used to be. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, especially with technology in particular. It's just there's so much out there. There's so many different products. And it's good. It's great if you can find a show like that, that really does give good, re- like good informative reviews and points out the the good parts and, and the, the negative things about a product, right? So there's just so much to choose from. And, and, uh, we're yeah. kind of kind of on our own sometimes not knowing what to pick and it, it always helps when we can find other people to look up to or that have opinions that we trust and yeah yeah but that's how I learned my technology so I learned um you know for example I learned uh, a bit about jazz scripting uh, I also learned a bit about window eyes set files I also learned um you know listen to reviews of you know quicken all sorts of stuff and, uh, it was really good to listen to. Yeah, I loved learning about all that technology growing up and all that kind of stuff. I know Carrie, maybe not quite as much. I'd I'd kind of figure it out and then show you some things sometimes. But uh, so for anyone who's just tuning in, we're speaking with Sky Mundell from British Columbia. We have under under ten minutes left, about seven seven minutes left or so. What do you think? Do you have another song or? Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe another. Go for one more, one more song would be great. Okay, now this song, I'm just getting close to my mic. Uh, This song is a Hoji Carmichael song called Stardust. And it was, uh, that song gave Hoji a lot of money that lasted him a lifetime. Um, That song made him instantly rich. Wow. (laughs) Great. I 
Very nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's such a soothing kind of tone you have, Sky, when you play. Oh, um, thank you very much. Yeah, something something new and different for our 100th episode. Yeah, it's really cool to incorporate some live music onto Outlook today and uh, (laughs) have a couple minutes left on today's show. We've been speaking with Sky Mundell from British Columbia. So how are things going with the pandemic, Sky? You doing Um, all right? Yeah. um, Okay, there's still folks out there, you know, getting along. You know, still getting infected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a hit and miss. Um, yeah. Uh, how is it? How is it affecting you? Being having to maybe stay inside a bit more, or I don't know. Like, well, have you noticed much um, from that? Or not much, because I spend a lot of my time in the house anyway. I hardly ever go out. Uh, and when I did go out, it was to go to Pacific Training Center for the Blind, which is where I work as an adaptive technology specialist. Right. Um, right. Great and, center uh, out west. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, the um, it does have some challenges for sure for teaching remotely, for sure. Mm-hmm. For instance, mm-hmm. um, teaching, for example, Braille is difficult doing it remotely, as well as the iPhone, that's difficult remotely. Um, But but there's also some other challenges as well. Um, One of the challenges that I've run into is uh, trying to get um, an upgrade to the screen reader uh, and trying to get an upgrade to jazz so I can keep current on the latest versions so I can teach my clients. And I've been trying to get a hold of someone from the company that makes it. And uh, I haven't got many responses from them whatsoever. Because uh, when we were in person, I could teach guys simply by um, either using it on our computer or um, uh, if a student had it on theirs, I could use their computer to teach it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, because my license is old, uh, it's on 17. Um, um, the problem with that is um, it, uh, because I'm on Windows 10, it may not function on the newest version of Windows 10 um, very well. So I have to concurrent with the screen reader. And that's one of the challenges I'm running into is not getting very good communication from the company that makes it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things, you know, everyone's, it's not as many employees out and about and working because of everything. So it's just, it's tricky for everyone, obviously, during these times. But um, yeah, yeah, this has been great. And thanks so much, Sky, for coming on. We're pretty much out of time here today, unfortunately. But um, this has been awesome. And uh if people want to find any yes. of your music online, is there anywhere specifically? I know if they go, if they just look up Victor or Vancouver Islands Got Talent on YouTube, there is a video up there of you I saw. So I'm sure people yeah. can find you on there if they look up Sky Mundell. Yeah, it's on, yeah, I'm available on YouTube. Great. Uh, so, so well, check him out, guys. See, what he, see how he looks. I'm sure he looks great playing there. Piano, so lovely. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So thanks again, Sky, for coming on the show. And, uh, Hope to have you on you again again someday. Hey, you're very welcome, Brian and Kay, and uh, keep up the good work, and I look forward to hearing you, your show in future. Thank you. 
find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.